cliffcentral.com Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com Bonjour, salam, and welcome to the Fashion Lab Show, and thank you for tuning in. My name is Lisa Gumba Regisford, your host, and on today's show, we are talking fashion brand management with a specific focus on fashion PR and branding. Now, brand management is extremely crucial for any brand, as you may all know, or as I hope you may know, um, for your brand to grow through the analysis of planning, how the brand is perceived into the market, how the brand is able to develop and kind of maintain a good relationship with its target, and then sell because what's the point of being in the market if you can't sell and obviously the other essentials for your fashion business to grow otherwise what's the point of getting in business so this is where the brand managers come in to create strategies to convert a very interesting suspect to prospect and then your prospect to buyer and then your buyer to consumer then your consumer to brand advocates now in africa it's still hard for me to gauge which pr companies are really moving and shaking in the continent because i believe fashion the fashion industry in africa is there but it's not still big enough for these pr companies to be diving in like sharks to pop all over you know otherwise what's the point of getting all of these PR companies who are focusing on fashion, but then somehow the business sense is not really making sense because how many brands are actually out there looking for this service? So I think um, the demand is definitely going to be there soon. Uh, on the flip side, when I take a, a look at a city like New York, which is one of the big fashion makers of the world where designers are so many, it would only stand reason that, you know, obviously there would be a sizable list of PR firms. Um, some of the really big uh, fashion PR firms out there, like KCDPR, LaFrost Stevens, Nadine Johnson, just to mention a few, are dedicated to working and promoting some of the New York brands, um, which are a lot, not a few. Now, according to PRCulture.com, newer brands are committing to an annual contract for a PR retainer, and that can sometimes feel daunting. Agencies often, often struggle as well with client expectations for immediate uh, opera style results. So in a nutshell, let's just all agree that brand management is crucial for brands to get to the next level. When I look at a fashion business, like using mine as a real example, it's overwhelming. And I know that a lot of you brands also would agree that, you know, when you think about your A to Z on a day to day basis, I mean, how much more do you need to apply yourselves? So uh, to all of you smaller brands out there who don't want to make commitments, maybe thinking that you're, you know, maybe it might clean your bank account without a proper strategy. Here are some of my three tips to consider while shopping for a brand manager slash publicist slash PR agency because the bottom line is you need it. I don't care what you think. That's the bottom line. So it's about making the right choice to say, okay, how do I come up with, uh, who do I partner with, who do I work with and why? So for new and emerging designers specifically, there's this a la carte PR service option. It's more uh, of an affordable transition into working with an agency while offering the agency or the PR company or whoever it is, whether it's an individual an opportunity to show you, the client, what they can do. So instead of just saying, hi, uh, Liz or Morag, uh, here is your, uh, this is your, the fee structure, this is what you pay, you actually give them a chance. And I think that if you have, uh, a list of PR companies or publicists or brand managers you're talking to, and they're open to that, that already is a tick for you because it means that they're willing to, they also believe in your brand, they're willing to give you a chance, kind of wing it out and see what direction it goes. Then the second tip is to just start by choosing one specific area of support. So again, when we were just like not too long ago in New York and we're looking for a PR um organization or publicist or somebody who can help with the push the PR, we had to also factor some of these things in because we're like, you know, what what do you want to do? Sometimes the, when you look at the offering, it's so overwhelming that you have to really sit down and specifically one at a time say, okay, fine, let's just start small. What do I want to start with? If you want to start and focus maybe like on social media as one of your line items, focus on that. If you want to look at maybe a, sort of a celebrity placement, which is also another sort of um, line item that could start just to start working and kind of get your feel. So you don't have 
to get in and then like get the whole shebang and you don't even know what it means, you know? And then the third thing, which is my last tip, is the performance model. Now, this model uses a low retainer base and then charges additional fees only when media coverage comes in. And we have specialists. I'm not a media specialist. I only read up. I spend a lot of time on Google because I always want to know what's my next step and how before I even go into the professionals. So sometimes it's just nice to also suss out what's in the market. By the time you go and sit down with a meeting with these people, you actually, these professionals, you actually kind of have an idea of where you're going, what you know, what you're looking for, what you know. So, um, I don't want to give everything because I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not the one. I'm not the specialist here today, but I'm the one who's just also, um, creating these conversations, allowing them to happen so that we can really be uh, informed, we can really be educated, we can really go up to the next level. Um, gosh, I was going to say something, but I don't want to bring the Trump thing in. Let's just focus here today. Focus. Usa, <laughs> usa. Now, we are joined uh, by our, before I introduce our special guest, we are joined by Morag Stein, who's our internationally accredited beauty consultant and makeup artist. Um, she contributes onto the show. She's been in the game for over 10 years. She'll be engaging us throughout the show and later glamming us up with her glam up for a dose of makeup and beauty tips. Welcome to the show. Thank you so and much. And what are we wearing today? Um, so I'm sure when you walked in, I said, do you like my outfit? And I feel like a silly little girl today. Yeah, you do um, look like, <laughs> you look like a 10 year old like, little girl. I bought the cutest little shoes and you won't believe from where, from Mr. Price. Can you even handle it? <laughs> but they're the cutest shoes and they're metallic silver and this cute little like pinafore, like sort of dressy. And I've just got like a simple white tee underneath and I, I really just feel like a little girl today and I'm loving it. We love it. Thank you. We we'll love it. Uh, now we're also going to be joined by our New York contributor, Edgy Benson, with his Echoes from New York. Uh, he runs a new New York, a fashion services company based in New York, sourcing fa- uh, fashion services to fashion designers and fashion houses. Welcome to the show, Edgy. Hi, Liz. How Hi. are you? <laughs> Fine, thank you. How are you? Oh, uh, I am recovering. Slowly. <laughs> I know you. You know, like I said, I think what we're do, we're gonna do is start talking fashion and then finish with that. I think that's gonna be our yes. end. The end. That's gonna be our glass of wine to unwind at the end of the show. But what are you wearing besides how you're feeling? <laughs> well, I am considering that I'm feeling fairly paralyzed. I'm wearing um, <laughs> a black uh, a black cardigan and. And a black pair of jeans, so I'm really. Are you all mourning? Black today. It sounds like you're mourning. <laughs> yeah. He is paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah. Morning, yeah. Liz, tell me, what are you Crazy. wearing? Your skirt is magnificent. Well, today I'm wearing. Thank you for asking, because no one has asked. Today I'm wearing this <laughs> skirt. Yeah, Edgy, you you're the one who never even asks. Because let's just think about how many people I can do. ask. So we'll let the guest slide, and then you right there, you can just stay on the corner with your black sweater, and your jeans, and then I on the flip side, I'm okay. wearing I'm wearing a beautiful chiffon, um, beautiful beautiful high waist chiffon skirt from one of my kind of remixed uh, from the Safari collection we showed earlier this year, and um, so it's definitely screams spring summer. Um, I've got a little like tea I got um from you wouldn't even believe it. I got this from like one of those crazy shops. Forever twenty one. <laughs> I got like ten for one for one fifty. I don't know Edge if you remember that sale. I literally picked up all the colours. One dollar fifty cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, so I'm wearing that. But I love you know what I love about style is it's not it's not how much you bought it for mm. or where you bought it. It's how you mix it up and how it makes you feel. And how it makes the rest feel. Because obviously, if you walk in here and we 100%. run and we run for our lives, then it means that's not good. No, no, no. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm just wearing and a little denim, um, cute little uh, jacket, uh, jacket. Yeah, it's a jacket. So I'm just feeling very easy. I just came back from a little break and I feel so rejuvenated. While people were screaming about what happened yesterday and having heart attacks, I was watching the waves and the sea and I was just <laughs> sipping on some wine and just dreaming. So that's how I'm feeling today. I'm kind of um, expressing it uh, through what I'm wearing. But anyway, um, before we move further uh, for our listeners who are tuned in, keep your tweets coming. We're on Fashion Lab AF. Share with us some of your... Sort of, you know, share with us whatever you want to share with us, really. Today we are talking fashion branding. Share with us some of the favorite or the cool uh, PR companies, you know, around fashion or even just individuals. And another thing I just want to also add on is people need to realize, um, and Africa needs to wake up. You don't need an agency with uh, 150 staff members working to be able to validate uh, uh, their credibility because 
I promise you, we've seen such big organizations with so many people. I'm like, my gosh, can some of them go to the U.S., please? Some of them, please, <laughs> that way. Because it's not about the number of campus of staff members. It's about what, you know, the, the, the results. If you're signed up to an agency or to a brand manager, it doesn't have to, it's not about the size. So I hope that Africa can also start paying attention to how you make decisions and what you use as, as your criteria to make these decisions. Otherwise, you're just wasting money. Money no day. Ah. But anyway, I would like to introduce, go straight and introduce our special guest on the show who's joining us um, to discuss our subject matter around fashion brand management. Now, we are joined in studio today by PR fashion PR executive Leon J. Hasbrook. And uh, we're also going to be joined by somebody else. Um, now, Leon is the director of consumer PR for Infinite Public Relations. He's also a publicist for South African fashion icon J.J. Skuman and internationally recognized denim giant Soviet, amongst others. Uh, allow me to welcome this beautiful gentleman to the show. Thank you very much, Liz. And before we move on, this is no, for Liz. this is going to be for you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Leon. Happy birthday to you. That was beautiful. Thank Woo-hoo. you, Liz. Wow. <laughs> That's special. Yes, Very that special. is special. Welcome to the show. Happy birthday to you. Thank and what you. an honor to have us on your special day. Thank you. Uh, sitting here with us Thank talking uh, talking me. about the things that matter to you. Absolutely. Wow. And what Absolutely. are you wearing? What's inspiring the look? Um, obviously, because I'm in fashion, I'm wearing all black. That's what we do. We wear all black always. We, always. I missed the memo. I, I mean, the memo. I mean, my watch is you black. Missed the memo. My <laughs> glasses are black. I'm wearing um, Versace glasses. Um, I'm wearing Daniel Klein um, watch. JJ Skuman, of course, top, and some tracky, cool tracky that I pulled out of somewhere, and my fake Yeezys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Now, we're going to be also joined um, by our special guest, award-winning fashion publicist and brand manager. He is Zimbabwe's leading publicist who works in branding, grooming, and curating in the fashion and creative industries. He's also the force behind some of Zimbabwe's biggest brands, such as award-winning Arakani, Durban Fashion Fair, African Menswear Collection, and... uh, Shadow by Sidumiso, Ganu, Sana Designs, amongst many others, we could go on and on. Allow me to introduce to you Gilmore T as well. Gilmore, welcome to the show. Merci. Bonjour, Dizzy. Ah, <laughs> toi, tu parles le français alors. <laughs> Bonjour. Oui, je parle français. Ah, je parle français parce que je suis au Sénégal avant. <laughs> ah, c'est très bien. Bienvenue. Okay, everyone's looking, yes. but they know where we are. We are <laughs> still in the intro. <laughs> yes, no, it's, it's a, it's, it's, you know, for us, every day is a party and it's worth celebrating. Today, besides the show, we're also celebrating <laughs> Leon's birthday. So there's a lot to be enjoying. Oh, have a birthday. Have a birthday, Leon. Thank you. And, 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 and welcome, and welcome, Gilmo. Are you in Senegal right now as we speak? Actually, I'm in Zimbabwe. I just came back from Johannesburg, mm. like this week. It's very yes. hard to track you down, but welcome to the show and please share with us what you're wearing because we're not, we're not letting you pass on that one. <laughs> you know what? This is so weird because I'm also wearing all black. <laughs> ah, <five>. yes. <laughs> this, this is what I think. Wear black or stay naked. Ah, oh, guys. Yeah. So what happens to the colorful so wearing... things like us? <laughs> There's so much color in black. So I'm wearing black and I'm wearing Arakani uh, from head to toe. And I'm wearing my Converse All-Stars with a little bit of white. Um, and I'm wearing a cuff from the Ndao collection. They're incredible. They're, they've showcased that Africa Fashion Institute, Mercedes-Benz, ETC. They're incredible, incredible. Wow, we need to send, since you're not with us here, oh, we're not supposed to say that, but since you're not with us here, please, we'd love to get a picture. (laughs) No, seriously, get a picture of what you're wearing so we can also just enjoy the all black, uh, I'm sure it's a different all black from from Leon and from Edgy. But anyway, welcome to the show, um, gentlemen, now that we have you all here. Um, Now, I want to go straight into the matters when it comes to this conversation we're having about um, brand management. Um, so Gilmore, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start straight with you. Um, now when it comes to managing these brands, I mean, you've got like tangible elements such as the product itself, the look, the price, the packaging, etc. You've got the intangibles such as the relationship and experience that the consumer has with the brand. 
which obviously are some of the biggest focus points when it comes to brands. Yes. Do you, how deep do you get involved? Because you know that there's a lot of people who've said, <laughs> Leon, you can, you can agree with me that they are brand <laughs> managers, but then there's different levels of engagement. Mm. Uh, how far do you go? How, how deep do you go? With most of the people, with most of the brands that I work with, actually, I'm literally like there from ground level, like from the grassroots. Because we trying to, you find that in many cases, designers also confuse themselves with the brand and the person. So it, for me, it's always very important for me to to let the designer know that, listen, the brand is a person on its own. It's a different entity. And then you're also an individual on, its, on your own. So then in some way you get involved really deeply because at the same time you're trying to fight with the designer trying to push their own thing and the brand also trying to breathe and find some space to be to survive by itself so it takes you to actually you know be like the father or the mother to the designers that run these brands i really um i really um enjoy that um, sentiment because I'm sure I'm one of those who I don't know if it's confusion, but me I mix me and my brand for sure. There's no I don't know if it's oh, confusion or what you want to call it, but I just believe that my brand um, represents my brand. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. So Lisa Goomba represents, no, it's, yeah. It's, but I still think that then it means that a lot of brands in Africa, I'm sure, uh, can relate to that. And I think that sometimes if you're a brand and you wear a few hats, that can also be a bit tricky. So I think the word confuse, I think it's about finding ways to work, work both together without making them conflict. <laughs> Other than a confusion. But you know what? I wanna, our lines are open, uh, for our listeners who are tuned in. It would be really nice to hear from you as well and just kind of get to hear your stories or your reference when it comes to, are you mixing up your brand with you or have you understood what role you play in your brand and how it still sort of has your soul? Cause I still believe that the soul from you, the person is what reflects. No, and, yes. No, I think it, it, it works to some extent because there's different brands. Because there are some people that are like Tula Cindy, for example. It's himself who's actually the brand. So he needs to be right, right involved. And then there's people that you bump into and then you only find out, oh, you're the, you're the, one, you're the person who's behind this brand. Mm. So I think it works to a certain extent. And at the same time, you can't separate the two because you are the core founder. You are the core to the brand existing. But at the same time, when your brand becomes bigger than you, don't try to compete to become the same uh, level as your brand. Just allow it to grow. Interesting. I, Leon, I, how do I'd you... Like to, I'd like to add in, obviously, because I, I, I deal with JJ Skuman, of course. So, um, you know, in South Africa, JJ is probably one of the biggest designers in, you know, in our country. Um, but he, it, it's so beautiful how he has uh, been able to make himself the celebrity of his brand... Okay, but at the okay. same time, have a, a, a know that he basically creates and manufactures beautiful women's clothing. But the the minute you meet JJ, it, it, it's like once you've worn his clothing, it's like you know him. <laughs> Although you've never uh, met him no. before, you know, and, and I think that that's the whole thing. I think that one thing, I, a very big thing that whenever I speak to um, designers, I always say to them, make sure that you are the biggest celebrity of your brand. Once you then go out and look for whoever else, they will be an extension of that brand. But when somebody's wearing your clothing, they need to know you. It's it's not like taking a yeah. department store <laughs> item, you know, and going, oh, well, you know, it looks fabulous. But at the end of the day, you're buying, you're buying designer clothing because you want to feel that they're your friend. You want to I connect mean, with them, actually. I'm telling you, Donatella Versace and I, we are close only because of my glasses. And I, I, I feel like every now and again I can tweet her, and I do. You know? <laughs> Now, Leon, just to add on that note, how far do you go? Because you also work with these brands. Do you have a limitation or is it as per each unique brand that you're working with that says, Leon, you can only start here? Or do you have a sort of um, conversation? Your in-beginning conversation or relationship with the client allows them to let you in as deep as you want to go. How does it work for you? So for me, basically what I did, obviously all the brands that I manage now have already been existing for, for, for a very long time. So what I do is I have those little one-on-one -on -one drink parties. 
<laughs> where we put our cell you phones. You invite me to that one. <laughs> You're invited. <laughs> me too. <laughs> cell phones and keys get locked away, and we we basically I think what it is is just getting to know the person. Once you know the person, you'll know the brand, and mm. I think that that's something mm-hmm. that I've done really well with JJ's. You can ask me anything about him, and I can answer it. And the reason why that is is not because we're best friends, but because I know his brand. You can ask me his cuts. What is he going to do for autumn, winter, seventeen, or, or spring, summer, seventeen? I can tell you already why because I know about him, and I think that that's what you know when you, when you're a consumer and you're buying specifically. A specific designer You will get to that as well I don't think it's a gift That us publicists have Everyone has the ability Because it's The, the gift comes from The designer's point of view You know um, I know what he's going to do I, I love it whenever These um, media sit And they go Oh we didn't see that coming But then you don't know The designer very well You know <laughs> It's like the people saying, oh, we didn't see Trump coming. He's been campaigning all this time. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah. So, Liz, I do get, um, uh, I I get very intimately involved, if I'm allowed to use that word, Mm. with the brand. I really do. I'm available at two o'clock in the morning if my clients are having a meltdown for whatever else. Specifically, you know, the so, the corporate clients like Soviet and Allen, they don't really need that side of, but like with JJ and my other entertainment clients, I find very much that I need to be there for them if they need me. So it's a call away and I'm there. Wow. Now I'm coming back to Gilmore. Um, however, yes. I just want to also add on, um, Leon. Now what, is your your role in the fashion industry how imperative is it to fashion brands because some people still do not understand and can still sit and argue till tomorrow why they need funny funny that you said that i actually had an argument with somebody on monday <laughs> cuz they called me a marketing person <laughs> Oh. And I was like, yeah, okay. Um, I don't care how much your retainer is. I'm not interested. No, no. Um, I think PR is super, super important. And, um, a lot of people, um, uh, and back me up if you guys agree here, but, um, brand managers and publicists are the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it comes down to managing a brand and the perception that consumer sees of the brand. That's what it is. Brand mm-hmm. managers mm-hmm. take on a lot more of the marketing role where us publicists, uh, prefer to say, find a marketer. I don't want to do that. I want to only deal with the media. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's a collaboration. And I'm, what I'm finding is that, uh, big corporations or corporations that don't want to pay two salaries, a, publicist, a PR manager, and a marketing manager, they combine that into a brand manager. Mm. So that's, that's, that's what I've experienced. I can't, I'm not an expert on the, so that's just what I've experienced. So for me, PR is the most important thing. And Bill Gates said it once, if I had one rand, oh, one dollar, sorry, not rand, I'm speaking, <laughs> dollar. If I had one dollar, I would spend it on PR. The reason why he said that is, he would spend it on PR because he would get another dollar within a certain uh, time frame. And I think that that's what the problem is, is people don't understand, consumers, uh, clients, don't understand what PR is and what the value in PR is. Wow. Gilmore, how imperative is your role? And I know that you are wearing a few more other hats, but I still, they still, I, I still feel they coincide um, and kind of coexist with each other. How how important is what you're doing, and 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 how what would be your advice to brands that are still sitting on the bench, looking at Trump and complaining why Trump's you know we've got business to take care of actually Africa I don't know Africa we have business to take care of here, um, uh, Gilmore what 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 are your what's your two cents on this? My thoughts I think I, I like what Dion said at the same time you for me my role is basically to also. As a publicist, you create this image, you create this eagerness for the clients to want to know this brand, for the clients to want to consume what this brand is offering. So sometimes people don't realize that you can have the talent, you can have amazing clothes, you, may, you might have amazing stuff that you're producing, but then if no one is pushing it out there, and if no one is actually creating that, um, you know, like when you're craving for something, publicists are there, they're the ones that make they're the ones that push that craving to the client. If no one is putting that and making people crave for you, 
there's nothing that's going to happen to you because you won't get a clientele, you won't get uh, the coverage that you want. So at the same time, we play a huge role in creating that craving for the clients. And also, I'm also basically also on the other side of um, facilitating for local and international markets for uh, fashion designers and fashion brands within Zimbabwe and within Africa as a whole. So it's, 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 it's been very interesting because at the same time, you realize that you actually know too much about the brand than you're supposed to know. That when someone asks you a question, like what Leo was saying, you you respond and then you're like okay wait how come i'm a walkie-talkie right now because i know so much about this person i know so much about this brand the same thing that you was saying but that is very exciting should be exciting to brands aj i'd love to take your uh, mm-hmm. get your take on this and i want to get your take on the fact that like i said when i was doing some research to also just see what's going on when it comes to the fashion pr um, in the world and kind of where it stands, what's going on. I realized that obviously in the U.S., in New York alone, I mean, <laughs> the number of fashion PR agencies or fashion publicists is just like overwhelming. So what is your take when it comes to where the brands are here? Why I know that Je- um, Leon here has obviously a big portfolio of um, of, of, of of brands that he's managing, but I'm sure it could be doubled or tripled if because people maybe just don't and oh. Leon's like, sorry, he's too full. Anyway, maybe Gilmore then has space. <laughs> Gilmore, all, all I'm, yeah, all I'm saying, Edgy, now going back to my point, uh, or just to get your feedback, is why? Yeah. What do you think is going on in the continent, and why the adamants when it comes to brands? Even though brands are educated, they're informed. Uh, we are globalized. We know what's happening. We know how we need to get from A to B. Uh, you know, like Bill Gates, put your dollar in if that's all you have. Why do you think there's so much adamance and what would be your sort of, uh, what would you, what would you encourage brands, especially in the continent, uh, when it comes to fashion, uh, brand management to, 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 to push? I mean, is it, does it, does it not, is it not so important that I'm even surprised we're actually still talking about that? I thought we'd be counting the agencies or the, the publicists. No, I think, I think conversations like this help. Uh, Media platforms like, fashion lab and having these conversations help. I think it's all about relationships. In terms of fashion, fashion design growth and PRO growth, they always grow together. One always uplifts together, uplifts the other. It's a very symbiotic existence for both of them. Um, fashion PRO in Africa, I feel, is not it's there, but I don't think there's that much um, um, embrace from the designers for it you know mm-hmm. i think once the designers start to embrace it and see the importance of them of of that then people like leon and gilmore they, you know they, they can really help a designer go far you need mm-hmm. publicity you need visibility you need eyeballs you know mm-hmm. and these guys give you that and they also help you in curating your, your publicity, meaning if you're going to go to a show, they know what shows are best for your brand because they take the time to know your brand, you know, and they can curate the kind of audience that comes to you, shows that are more specific, more tailored to you. So these guys, they offer so much. But I think there's always platforms like this help. Designers need to know that PRO is important. I don't think African designers know that much. We have too much emphasis on the on the, on the dress. The dress is nothing <laughs> because nobody is wearing sale. it, you know? Yeah. You know, and they sell, you know? So we have, mm-hmm. we have to grow, we have to grow like parallel industries to make it work in Africa. PRO, photography, all of these things have to grow together. It's just about relationships. And this show helps to create that. I mean, that would be my, that's what I feel would help, but we do need it. Wow. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Edgy Gilmore, your work involves creating local international markets for designers within Zimbabwe and across the continent. Yeah. Um, and you've obviously yes. worked with a lot of these brands. Can you, like currently you represent some of the biggest brands. And since you're working with so many different brands at the same time, do you have to formulate mm-hmm. different unique strategies for each brand? Or do you actually, can you copy paste? <laughs> do you have a no, copy no, no, paste? No, 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 no. Some of them, maybe no, just maybe a bit of it. <laughs> I'm not going to be a Trump here, but <laughs> I think everybody has is, is different. So you actually have to formulate a different strategy for each brand because you can't assume that the same thing that Sana wants is the same thing that Arakani wants or that uh, maybe David or Tula wants. So, for example, I like what um, was said before with, with Arakani. 
uh, there's actually shows that was I say to him, listen, we you would you'll be better if you showcase at this event. You'll be better if you showcase at that event because that's where your market is. And then uh, that understanding of your brand is very important as someone who works with the, with the fashion brand. So everything is different. Everybody's different because the founders of the brands also have their own feel. And then once you understand how they feel, you would actually know where their market is. So the strategy is different. It's never copy and paste. But in some cases, you copy and paste and then modify to suit the brand. Leon, you're in, you're, you agree with that? I, I must say the one thing that and for the listeners and the designers and even the brands that are listening, if you want to know what's a good publicist and is a bad publicist, the copy-paste, bad, 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 bad people. Um, I love the fact that um, uh, Gilmore said that sometimes you use the same um, – and, and, and I just want to, if I can fine line at Gilmore, if you don't mind, it's not the same content, no, what we're talking about. It's the same procedure that we fill in with new content. Yes. So we're not copy pasting content. We're copy pasting procedure. It's like, um, if you're going to use a full skirt, you're going to use the same, um, the same block all the time and pattern all the time. It is what it is. You're just yes. going to change it. And that's what I think Gilmore was just, you know, I don't, I don't want to tell you you're a bad publicist, Gilmore. I'm just trying to <laughs> refine it there. So it's, I think it's very, very important that each person um, and each brand to a publicist is a very different. You shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't go um, with, with PR company. You don't want to go, oh, look, that's Soviet. Okay, that must be Leon. Oh, look, there's uh, JJ. Oh, it's also Leon. You, don't, you shouldn't be able to see that mm-hmm. I'm the publicist for that brand. Okay, just by looking at the brand. And um, there are people in the industry that do that, and it annoys me. But no. <laughs> No, not at all. You well, have to keep it completely already. different. Even if uh, you know, if, if I'm if I'm allowed to say so, even if you at the show, same show. So I produce. I don't. I think very little people know this, but I actually produce JJ's show every season. Wow. So I go. I, I do everything. This is how intimate it is. That I choose his models. He doesn't choose the models. Um, I choose the music. I choose the way they walk. I choose wow. everything. And I think True. that, you know, and I do this exact same for Vanya, but from Sun Goddess, but do you guys see that it's me that's doing it? No. no. Mm-hmm. And, and because there's such two different brands and we've correct. never ever felt like one was cheating off of the other or pulling off of it because there's, and they share the same show. <laughs> and they're so yeah. different and you capture that and you give them their soul. They say, we actually feel their soul. So I'm actually quite impressed. That you're doing all that plus producing plus picking the models because that means that everything you everything. really understand the brand. The, the models, mm-hmm. uh, the, the designers prefer not to do it because they want to book all the models. I want to book the best. <laughs> mm. So now I want to ask you guys. Um, so obviously brands can be shy. Uh, I mean, we can get a bit like not not that you don't. So let me tell you what I think first. I think that in the continent right now, there's brands that have understood the importance and value of getting a brand manager or a PR manager or a publicist to help push their stories and brand stories out there. However, I think there's two groups of people. There's the ones who just still want to argue because they just don't get it. So we'll, we'll just leave them. Those ones will just leave them for now. And then you've got the new school of uh, brands who are coming up who are saying it's actually important. The only thing is brands get a bit shy around PR and brand management. I think it's mainly due to the fact that it becomes an additional cost in the books and how it's to be able to justify. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I think, yes. And I think the trick is how to be able to manage their expectations, especially when it comes to being able to sort of justify how that money is going down and how it's going to be coming back. Meaning that they already are, yes, we need a publicist, but mm, these people have been, there's some people have said, oh, they've been cheated. I'm like, wrong number. So that's why we still have to go back to the drawing board and say, <laughs> what are some of the basics uh, when you look at steps of how to find your publicist? I think that's where people need to go back to. However, mm-hmm. do you also think that the, how do you help, how do you help a new client manage their expectations? Because, once you have them, I'm sure for both of you and Gilmore, I'm sure once you have them, mm-hmm. because if you do a, or when you do a good job, yeah. they're in. That's yes. it. But how to capture them yeah. to get them in and comfortable and understand and see the value of it and continue with you for the rest of if, whatever. If I may start with that, um, there's a misconception of what PR costs. 
Okay, and uh, they it has been said that PR is the most expensive um, advertising mechanism um, out there, and I agree with that. If you're going to do it right, it is the most expensive. But mm. you get a publicist that comes in and then generates that return on investment and the traction. So, for instance, I'm going to play open cards. JJ pays me five a month. Okay. For his five a month, just on Fashion Week alone, just on his show for Fashion Week alone, last season, we generated 7.9 million rands worth of AVE. Now, AVE is your advertising cost. So if you take that into consideration, all, all you need to do as a publicist is you you need to go, this is what my client pays me. This is the return on investment I get for him in that season. What can I get you in a year? So mine is very stats driven. Yeah. <laughs> very stats driven. I want, to, I, want to, I want to actually add something to – look, the costs are justifiable, to be honest, because PR is, is the window the designer needs. It's just what I worry about in Africa. Yes, Leon is great and Gilmore is great, but – we need to have more people like that who are committed yeah. to knowing a brand enough to be able to sell it well, to publicize it well, you know, mm-hmm. to, because I don't think there's commensurate um, uh, attention to, 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 to designers in Africa in terms of public relations. I mean, public relations companies in Africa don't even probably look at fashion as a viable, as a viable uh, uh, resource, uh, resource avenue, you know? So I think as much as we want designers to work with uh, interior uh, with um, PRO companies, I think it's important for PRO companies to see it as a responsibility to really understand these brands enough so that we can see the value like Leon is saying. I mean, that is real value he's giving. I mean, we need to be able to quantify value like that for, for designers to, to embrace it. Um, can, 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 thanks, can we hear from, yeah, can we hear from Gilmore as well? What are you doing to tie down, not even tie down? And, and I say this because we're living in Africa as the Wild West. It's too much Wahala. It's too many Kolo people. Everyone's doing this, but they're not really doing it. So for me, I think, I also still think that living in the continent, you have to educate yourself double, 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 because if you land on the wrong PR, Company, that's your own problem, really, at this point. I mean, what can we say, right? So what are you also doing to manage uh, your new brand expectations, brands that have never been in this and are suddenly saying, I need it, um, but I'm a bit scared, but let's jump in. How do you, uh, how do you manage their expectations? Um, actually, let me just, before I even go there, I need to pick up what was just said before. Um, um, I always say to, to people, because you know how people look at uh, fashion, even PR companies look at fashion as something that is just, you know, too luxurious. But then I always say to people that if you are, if you are someone who wakes up in the morning and then you think of what to wear when you're going to work, mm-hmm. or you think of what to wear when you're going to a meeting or to a church or wherever you're going, then you are, you are interested in fashion. Then for us, for my, our clients, the, the, the thing that they need to understand is that there is already an existing market, but then how do you reach that market? Your things need to be relevant because of late we have had, we've been having a challenge here in Zimbabwe um, where some of our designers design things that are like size zero. And then my question is always to the designer, my friend, who are you designing for? Because the client <laughs> is not, I'm, I'm guilty not of that. <laughs> yeah, so we there's need for our designers to understand also, to understand their location, their geographic location. Where in Southern Africa, our sisters, our mothers, our aunts, they are not that thin. We do have thin people, but they're not that thin. So it's about being relevant. They are thin. Gilmore, please. Ah, They are thin people. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just have a full size (laughs) curve. That's all. (laughs) What am I being? So, so it's, it's basically the issues of relevance. And also, I think what, how I've managed to capture some of the clients that I work with right now is sometimes we do like these free workshops uh, where we're touching on different topics in terms of quality, quality control, quality assurance, and then you partner with Edgar Stores to push this. And then once they realize that actually you're making sense, then they come to you and they say, what else do you offer? And then we say, oh, mm-hmm. this is what we offer. This is actually what we do. And then they come on board. So most of them, they've come on board through those platforms and then now we're working together you know what i love that we can go on and on with this conversation however i just want to uh 
we're going to take a move and roll over tomorrow. It's time, but before we do that for the glamour, I just want you to share um, with us, Leon, where do you see the future of African fashion? Because obviously you're vested in this. You are a part of the value chain and you don't yes. seem like you're going anywhere. <laughs> no, I'm not going to America. No, I must be honest. I think that... Um, uh, uh, South Africa as, as as a whole I, I can't really speak on Africa as much Because I, I, I try and just focus on Where we are, get where we are Get the people in And then once that's You know, once we've succeeded with that five years Then we move on So if I can just bring it down to South Africa itself I think that fashion um, Because of people like you And people um, Liz, you um, And people like um, Jenny Andrew And those those icons in fashion that You guys are teaching Consumer uh, That high fashion is okay Mm. Um, it, it's, it's very, uh, South Africans are very commercialized and they, they're so concerned about wearing all black because you're going to look like you're an emo or whatever else. And I think that where we are in the past two years, it's, it's, it's for me, it's blown up that, um, in the past two years, people are more, um, Okay to play with certain, uh, you know, uh, certain colors, certain texture, 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 texture. So I think that the, the where we where we going is yes, we're going fashion forward. Um, I think that we're going a little bit slow, but um, that that's for the conservatives, you know, um, just allowing them to get in. I think that fashion um, plays. If not, I know this, that fashion is the fourth highest GDP in the country, mm-hmm. um, and that adds sure. into the country. So, um, you know, for people to say, I, I don't believe in fashion, you're a liar. <laughs> because if you then don't believe in fashion, um, then why are you wearing clothes? Even something from exactly. your bottom of the line retailers, that's fashion. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it took someone from a very high up position to decide that that's the color that was going to be in season, um, overseas and so forth. So regardless of whatever fashion, everyone is, fashion is for everyone. And I think that as retail, uh, as retailers, consumers, we all understand that. And I think we're embracing it more. So I'm very excited to see where we're going in the future. I think that we're, we're going to be in the next Europe. Wow. Mm. Gilmore, where do you see the future of fashion in Africa? I think uh, what I think we need to do is to just take control and be the ones that set the trends. I like what's happening right now when you find that, um, for example, the collaboration with BMW and Coco from South Africa, that is as, 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 as an opportunity for us as African people in the fashion industry to set our trends. Let's push our fashion. Let's push our textiles. Let's push our stones. Let's push mm. our patterns to the mm. rest of the world. The future is bright, but we need to take control of our own trend setting. Mm-hmm. I think our whole industry. Thank you so much, guys. We're going to roll over to Morag Stein with Glam Up. Morag, Glam us up so we can uh, wind this baby down. I think <laughs> after that conversation, I feel like I need to be glammed up. God. <laughs> like, I, I need to get a PR. <laughs> no, I love your shoes. Your shoes and your, that you. little dress is Thank just too Thank you so cute. much. Um, I love your shoes too. Oh, thanks. We'll love your I'll black you. on black yeah, yeah. too. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's quite weird. Um, I just want to quickly jump into lipstick, um, color of the week. So it's, it's quite a depressing color, but it's called photo. And with my cute little outfit today, it would be really sort of cliche if I wore a pretty pink or a, or a pretty purple lipstick. So it's a matte cosmetics lipstick. Um, it's a matte texture and it's sort of like a chestnut brown color. Um, and I, I'm just, I'm loving it and I'm rocking it today and also a color that looks great on any, any skin type. It looks fantastic. Um, so also just a topic, um, that I'm going to talk about today as well. Um, not so much beauty tips today. I'm sorry for everyone who's listening, but just last night I had a very weird experience. So I just feel I need to talk about it. Um, and also, I'm just going to be talking about dealing with high profile clients and that not all the big cats out there are tigers. Um, so it's quite a, quite an interesting topic to, together, you know. So, um, you know, last night, um, I collaborated with Red Square, um, and there was another makeup artist. I'm not going to mention her name. Um, and we sort of had to do a tutorial and, you know, and I mean, listen, I've been doing this for 11 years. So for me to stand up in front of 60 people and talk about what I do, I get crazy. I get overexcited. I love doing what I do. So it's easy for me. And then the other artists, you know, yeah, 
Um, she di- she's amazing. She's a YouTube sensation. She's known for her YouTube tutorials. But talking in public, not so much. And I felt sorry for her. And the thing is that when you, when you engage with people like this and you try and help them and they have a little bit of an air attitude, <laughs> that's when, you know, you need to think of where you're going with your business. So I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, as, as may it be a makeup artist, fashion designer, whatever, whatever your, your goal is, wherever you're going with your life is, just start by creating a profile. And if you think of, I mean, they're clients that I won't work with. And I just think, why won't I work with them? It's because they're horrible people. And I don't want to be that horrible person. So I'm, I don't reflect that out. So the moment you, and I mean, the thing is, you know, she might not know who I am. It's not about who you are, but it's also who is in your surrounding. You know, who's sitting behind you? Who's sitting next to you? It might be your next big hit. And I must tell you, in the 11 years that... um you know, I've been a, ma- a makeup artist and a beauty consultant. It's only a year ago that I got a website done. And literally every single person, it was word of mouth. I was kind to people. I was nice to people. And I networked. And that's how I got to where I am. And I obviously, I, you know, I built up a reputable reputation. So I just want to talk about create a profile for yourself. Um, have a vision and have a client base. Who are you targeting? Are you going to be a wedding makeup artist? Are you going to be a fashion makeup artist? Are you going to be a special effects makeup artist? What is your goal? You cannot do everything because then you're going to get lost in it. Okay. Um, also, bookmark your business. Where, who are you targeting? What, what, you know, and it's, it's horrible to talk about. Are you going to do lower class, middle class, upper class? Are you going to accommodate for everyone? What, what is your market? Also, um, join in networks. Okay. Um, I mean, alone, I've got a WhatsApp group um, of over 100 makeup artists. And if I cannot do a job or if I need help or if I need, even if it's a pro bono job and I shout and I'm like, guys, I need help, I can guarantee you that there's about 70 makeup artists who will be no problem, I'll be there, they're reliable, because they know that the clients that I'm going to send them are reputable, even if it is a pro bono situation. And you cannot cut or close the door for yourself. You cannot in this industry. I can't even express it more. Also, um, obviously create a website. I was um, 10 years late on that, but it has really helped my business. I mean, in a year, it's it's grown hugely where international clients are saying, you know, um, do you have a portfolio? Yes, yeah, sure. Here's my website, you know, link. You can click on it and, and go and look at all of that. And also wear your work. You know, I, sometimes I get to set and I'm like, are you, oh, oh, you're the hairstylist. Oh, wow. Jeez. You know, um, <laughs> you, you cannot be a makeup artist or hairstylist if you're not wearing makeup or your hair, you haven't washed your hair for five days or you haven't brushed it. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? You cannot be a fashion designer if you're not wearing fashion or you're not even wearing your own clothes. Like, are you joking? You know, um, and that's also, and be realistic about it. Listen, you know, as much as I love fashion, I love being funky. When I'm working on an 18 hour set, I'm not going to go there nine inch heels. Like I'm wearing my Nike sneakers. I'm wearing my tracksuit pants, but I'm still, you know, I still look respectful. I've still got makeup on. I'm neat. I'm tidy. Um, you know, and that's the other thing with, with artists like last night, you know, I mean, I was, yes, I was dressed in all black last night with my little silver shoesies that I've got on today. And the, the other girl is like in a jumpsuit with high heels. And I'm thinking like, you, you do know that you're going to be standing for 40 minutes doing a makeup tutorial. Do you understand? It's not realistic. Like, <laughs> maybe it is. I, I just want no, 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 to sure, sure. But maybe for her, she can have. But, but do you understand realistically when I look at that, I just think like, are you joking? Pretentious. Do you know yes. what I'm saying? <laughs> you really? And, um, also, um, net- so we've spoken a little bit about networking with other artists, but also, you know how many people contact me and say, can I shadow you? Can I work with you? And I have never turned anyone down because who am I to turn them down? You know what I mean? Of course you can come and shadow me. I want to, I want to teach you. I want you to, to be great in what you do and also, um, form local alliances. So if there's bridal shops in your area, um, if there's, you know, whatever, go and drop your business cards off, show them your portfolio, join with, um, you know, party planners, wedding planners, et cetera, et cetera. And also customer referrals are your hugest, hugest, mm. hugest, hugest business card. Um, and also just respect who you're working with and just know that mm-hmm. no matter how high profile your client is, they're also just a human being. Absolutely. 
So yeah, that's all that I have to say for today. I must say, just <laughs> I know you. that we have to, but I just need to say two things mm. that you touched on is so important. And uh, Gilmore, you'll agree with me. I know you will. Education, <laughs> education, 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 yes. education. Yes. It's so important. Teach young people. Number one. Number two. There's nothing more than I love than being in a room full of publicists. Love that. Yes. So I encourage all other PRs that are listening to this, find me on Facebook. Let's have a drink. You know, let's do it. Mm. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love PR well, culture. <laughs> I love PR culture. There's nothing Ooh. better. And yeah. also, just sorry, let's just quickly, um, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Morag Stein. That's M-O-R-A-G-S-T-Y-N. Thank you. Leon, um, can we just like, uh, get your link or your website link or your Twitter, whatever the, it is? The so easiest w- is to follow me on Twitter. Um, and Instagram, it's very simple. L J H P R. That's it. You heard it all. And Gilmore, uh, how can our listeners connect with you? Uh, on all social media platforms, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, it's Gilmore T W E. And the website is Gilmore dot com. Thank you guys so much. Morak, thank you for that contribution. And it's like back to some real talk, you know. Yeah. People thought you're going to be giving away lipstick. <laughs> Not today, guys. Just pay attention to everything. You might get lipstick next week. Edgy, thank you so much for your contribution. It's so important to normally have uh, the feedback and, you know, just kind of share thoughts with people sitting in different sides of the world because we care about what's happening in the world. And that's the only way we can actually run business in this world today. Before we go, it's 20 seconds each of who would you want to address and why? And we are going to start with Morak. So I want to address a friend of mine. She's also a very popular dancer. She was the head dancer for the Antwerp and her name is Taryn TNT. Um, I saw her last night and girl, you got to get your hair did and your clothes redid. So I would love to dress you. She's so stylish, but last night, God, I don't know. Where Maybe it, went it rained wrong. on her. Remember there was a storm? No. <laughs> okay. She looked very dry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gilmore, who are you? Who do you want to dress and why? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I've lost it. Uh, I want to dress one of my friends. Her name is Mboma Hawks. Uh, she actually needs to come to to get her hair done because the hair was all over my foot last night when I was with her. She needs to get it sorted out. And uh, she needs to get a new Maybe she thought you needed to floss your teeth. What was her name? What was her name? Okay, wow. Guys, today we need some... People are needing help today. Uh, Leon, who would you want to dress and why? I'm actually going to be very nice. I like dressing my mother. (laughs) Um, Every now and again, I buy her a little JJ Skuman. I have one in the car. And so tonight, I'm actually... I don't want to. I'm actually going to go and dress my mom for her India function. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Edgy, who would you want to dress and why? I'm going to dress my friend's daughter. She's 16 years old and into elegant frump. So I'm going to get her an oversized tish, uh, sweater. <laughs> so wow. we're going shopping for that. Wow. Guys. No, seriously. She's. <laughs> wow. She's. Today we are, we are, we are wowed. We are wowing you because you just like did not dress yourself today. Well, I today want to dress. Uh, I know we made this joke earlier and I don't want to be the person Ooh, who's making jokes exactly. about people. But last time I wanted to dress Melania Trump, but it was a different <laughs> reason. But today I want to dress Melania Trump because she is the first lady, whether you like it or not. And strategy is key. In this business Maybe I will dress her And then she'll send All the other girls to me Guys it's been great Having you all on the show Thank you for tuning in We're on www.fashionlabafrica.com Peace and love Until next week Fashion Lab On cliffcentral.com This is cliffcentral.com